Welcome, and thank you for listening to the New Day Podcast. We are located in South Kansas City, proclaiming the good news of God's grace to our region and abroad. If you'd like more information, please visit our website, newdaykc.org. But we all go through life on a journey. With that journey comes this great paradox. God. God is a great paradox, isn't he? So I want us, as we look into grace and knowledge, just as a a little reminder, things that Graham Cook said about him and declared about him, and uh, this is the great paradox that he identified, that God is always consistent and always unpredictable. He doesn't change in his character and his quality of being and how he is. God doesn't grow in love for you. God is love. God doesn't love, God will not love you any more on the day that you enter into heaven than he does right now. Won't change. God won't love you today while you're sitting in church any less than he will love you Wednesday when you're at work. Or any more than when you're at work on Wednesday. He doesn't, it doesn't vacillate. It doesn't change. But to say, well, I know that God's going to, ooh, now you're getting into dangerous territory because he can really surprise you. I've been talking a lot about, you know, uh, a little bit, not a lot, about some of my struggles with prayer and what these mean, you know, what it really means. And If we want to know God more, who's responsible for it? That's where we ended a couple of weeks ago. God makes himself responsible for the revelation of the knowledge of himself to you. He longs, he longs to reveal who he is to you. He even, he talked about it when he was with his disciples and he made a promise. He said, to those who follow me, he said, I will manifest myself to you. That means to make known. I will make myself known to you. And that's done through the Holy Spirit, the third person of God. And over and over and over again, God's desire. Now, most of, if I ask most believers, would you like to know God better? You know, nobody walks away going, nah, couldn't care less. We don't think that way. We all go, oh. Right there. I want to know him. I want to know him better. I wanted to know him all my all of my days and to know him better. Well, God wants you to know him more than you want to know him. He wants, he longs to reveal. The problem is, is that for most of us that remains in an aspirational value. We aspire towards that, but we don't take the steps that move us towards that. Let me give you an example of what I mean, because part of the responsibility is up to us. Uh, the word's clear, even within the new covenant. He said, uh, we're told to pursue God, pursue the knowledge of God, pursue holiness, actually pursue righteousness. Now, I think we twisted that and made it into things that it's not. But there is to be a deep longing that gets coincided with an effort that happens in us. Um, 
this hasn't just come through other people talking to me. It's been much of my own journey and uh, probably much of your journey. You know, if I could talk with each of you individually, some I do get an opportunity to talk to you individually and, and to go, well, what, what is it you're pursuing? What is it you want to know about God and yourself? By the way, you can never know yourself. Teenagers, please listen to me. You cannot know yourself until you know God. Until you know the maker, you can't know what's inside of there. And the world will pull on you and try to get you to identify with every other thing to make you feel like you're really being an individual and you're not. You're just being a follower just like they are and just like we have. Not worse, not better, but it's right there. And the only place we can get your true identity is from the voice of God the Holy Spirit of God speaking into your heart of hearts that's true if you're 70 the only place we get our solid identity is from God and that's the only place it can be found you can't know yourself till you know God Um, have you surprised yourself through the years I can't believe I did that. Do you remember those? You know, Christy Moore sings a song about getting drunk. Uh, he's an Irish singer. And he tells a whole story on, on one of his CDs that he has about uh, waking up in the sleeping bag upside down, trying to unzip it with his toes, going, and he says, oh, geez, never again. You know, you can't believe that you did that. But then there's also the good side. I can't believe that happened, and I got to... You got to fill in the bank. You guys went to Uganda. Who gets to do that? You know, it was hard. You know, every bit as hard as you think, and even more so for your kids. But here's the thing you got to do that? How many people get to do that? I want you to stop and think it right now. You got to play baseball, Jim. Who gets to do that? You did. Now, the, here's what, the minute I say that, we start comparing ourselves with others. <clears throat> Stop it. Now, just think right now some of the things you've got to do in your life. Some of the places God took you. Some of the people you met. Who's met a president? Anybody? Oh, I knew one. I knew, now I know too. Shook his hand? No. Shook his hand? Yeah, which one? She got Ford. He was probably stumbling down the stairs. No. (laughs) He did. He was known for that. We got another one known for that now. I never got to do that. I got to guard one. Same one she shook hands with. Who gets to do these things? Who's traveled out of the United States? Let me see your hands. Look around you. You've traveled out of America. Do you know that 120 years ago, most people never traveled further than 20 miles from their home where they were born? Most people. Who gets to do We get to do this. Why? Because God 
stays consistent in his nature, but surprises us with what he does with our lives and the things that he accomplishes. Now, many, many, many people don't take time to stop and recognize that. That's the pursuit of the knowledge of God, to find out what he's saying about stuff, how he's taking you through that journey, um, what he does with you. To pursue his holiness takes a little bit of effort. It does. To pursue the knowledge of him means for a long walk and ask. Ask lots of questions. To pursue spiritual gifts means to ask the Holy Spirit, what does that even mean? It doesn't mean go practice them. To pursue spiritual gifts, you have to pursue the giver of the gifts. Because I've seen a lot of people who thought they understood the gifts and didn't know the giver at all. And then I knew a lot of people who knew the giver really well and never took the time to pursue a spiritual gift. It's funny how it all works. Here's the difference. The difference is this. The difference between somebody that likes to go for a walk in the woods and a bird watcher who goes out into the woods. Somebody who just likes to go for a walk in the woods, they get the beauty of it, they see it, they understand it, they go, wow, this is really a beautiful woods. And you see the little stream, and off in the hill is some foothills, and it looks a lot like the Shire, and your heart's going, thump, 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 thump. The Shire never changes, it's always the same. And it brings security and all that. The bird watcher is going, I want to see a yellow-winged blackbird. There is such a thing, by the way. They're rare. You can see a lot of red-winged blackbirds, but not very many yellow-winged blackbirds. The bird watcher goes to the woods for a specific purpose. Wants to see and find birds. The person who's just going for a walk goes, did you see any birds? You ask him later, and they go, yeah, there might have been some robins in there. I think I heard a couple. The bird watcher can tell you what birds he saw, what birds he didn't, what he was still looking for, how he was in pursuit of that, what they sounded like, and what their habitat was. And so it's done with the purpose. Does this make sense? I go into the woods with the purpose. Don't pursue God without the purpose of the knowledge of him to come to you. Ask him very specific questions. He's really good at giving answers. Listen to this promise. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them. What did he say? I know you. Does God know you? Or do you think he knows you? No, I know he knows me. Because of the things that he says to me. Because I, I hear the yellow-winged black bird when he talks. I know them, and what? They follow me. They follow me. There has to be this sense of responsibility of where I want God to love me, but I want more than that. I want him to know me. And then when he, I know that he knows me, I will do the follow part. I will follow. 
and I give them eternal life. They shall never perish. Right now. If you're following Jesus, you'll never perish. You have eternal life right now. Right now you're an eternal being. And neither shall anyone snatch them out of my hand. Nobody can take you away from him. Not even you. How many times did you want to throw your life down in a crumpled up piece of paper and go, I'm sick to death of this? And he goes, I'm not. Would you please pick that up and get all the wrinkles back out of that? If you'll notice, there's a lot of space left on that paper and I want to do some writing. And I want to write on your heart the theme of who I am. So he wants to reveal himself, but it takes that, that gentle nudge to do this. Now, all of that scares us. Has God ever scared you? Whoo! Does anybody really had that? Have you had the like the fear? Uh, it's it's called the fear of the Lord. Uh, but you knew that somebody else was there. No. That's what you want to pray for. Then you want God to come and let you know that he's there. But it can be scary at first. Because you're not alone, and you thought you were. The first thing God wants you to know is, you will never be alone. That's why I came. That's why Jesus came, so we would never, ever be alone. We never, ever anymore in the new covenant have to agree with the psalmist, take not your Holy Spirit from me. He will never do that. It doesn't have to be, I, I did something really stupid and now you're probably mad at me. Mm -mm. Nope. He's not going to leave. He's not going to abandon you. But it can be scary. But here's what I know. This is what you can always, so we're talking about what we can depend on. God's change is not and how does that work with knowing God the Holy Spirit? It works this way. The Spirit and the truth that is found in God's Word always work in harmony. <clears throat> Holy Spirit will never come to you in a way that doesn't agree with the Word of God. That's how you know He doesn't change. You can check it out. In many ways, the Bible is like the... It's like we've made too much of it at times, but it's the seal that goes, yep, yep, that was God. I don't always know it's God when I'm right at the first part of the journey of going into the woods, but I always know coming out of the woods when it was him. It's like life, right? The journey ahead has mountains, hills, holes in the road. Have you seen a few of those? Those are called pits. Uh, ran into a few pits and are... there's always that when you're looking ahead and you look behind you and the road's straight and narrow and God was with you and he won't leave you he's going to deal with you in the unknown like he did with what you now know that's why the pursuit of him is so important so I want to stop a minute again think through 
just the past five to 10 years, how has God shown himself to you? Okay, you ready? That's how he'll do it in the future. He'll do it the same way. But it was hard. Yeah. Your point is, are you here? Did he get you through it? Was he good to you? Let me ask you a question. Was he always kind? I've, I've never, even, even when I knew that it was a correction, it was always done with great kindness. Now think about how this affects in the knowledge of God and how spirit and truth work in harmony. Think about our prayers. Let's flip this back. Remember, I, was, I, I got up here and you know, let you know, I struggled with prayer for about the last past six months. Just about it. Just how it comes. And so he's been, he, God good as gold. He started answering me. And all of my, did you spend a lot of time doing get them prayers? Do you, do you know what I mean? You're praying for somebody else and you're telling God to go get them. How about this one? Fix some prayers. You had the spirit of discernment and knew what was wrong in their life. And you had to pray, fix some prayers. Because they were off and just immature, and boy, could they really get off. They <sighs> spent a lot of, of fixing prayers, just tons of those. Um, how about God forgiving prayers? Oh, Lord, forgive them. Did you do that one? You're going to get God to forgive them for something they haven't even talked to Him about yet. They may not know it's wrong, but you do. Oh, God, forgive them. By the way, the Holy Spirit answered that one. I did. I did forgive them. Um, There's also good ones. Help them prayers. I've done a lot of help them prayers. Have you done that? Help them, God. Especially when they're stupid and don't know and understand. You really got to give them a lot of help, God. Is this too transparent? And then the judging prayers. God would have to apologize to Sodom and Gomorrah if he doesn't strike down. Oh, really? (laughs) That's funny because a cross really took care of that. I've prayed merciful prayers that I believe God answers both in my life and for other people. So it's not all I'm poking at us a little bit. Um, But, and I, I do believe God healing prayers and helping prayers are really important to pray. But I would like to invite you under the paradox of who God is to start doing what Paul actually authored through the entire New Testament, and that's to bless. Because blessing can take lots of forms. Blessing can take the absolute truth of God coming into somebody's life but you see he knows how to add the other stuff of God's character with it that actually touches them and so I've returned to bless some prayers 
instead of me trying to orchestrate the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit orchestrating me, directing me in my prayers. Have they all been answered? No, but they're being answered. And I didn't even know it before I started doing the prayer. But he was already answering ahead of time. Isn't that funny how this is what's very consistent about God? He knows all things. We say it, we sing it, do we believe it? You know all things, God. I sometimes deal with a little bit of anxiety. Most of the time I don't. I have to, have to say that. I'm, I'm really getting better at the trust God things. But if you have anxiety over the future, and that's easy to do right now, all you have to do is read one more headline and be a parent. Your kids can be adults, and all you have to do is read one more headline, and anxiety starts creeping up. Start blessing your children and your grandchildren, because God says that he will be there for them. Remember why he came. Remember how you came to salvation. Remember how you walk with God. Remember that the road ahead looks scary, but the road behind looks sure. And it was God's goodness that carried me. Who, who in this room cannot say that? Who in this room would stand up and go, yeah, I did most of it on my own? rest of us go liar you're wearing a mask no we're not doing that way here anymore it was God it was God in the morning and it was God in the noontime it was God in the evening and God helped me get through this and God took care of me and God blessed me and God got me a house and God got me a car God got me a different job maybe multiple times has he not been there He's there. He'll watch over us. He'll take care of us. He'll get us through this. And here's the thing. It will, what he reveals to you as Holy Spirit when you go for a walk in the woods with him will always line up with the truth that's found in the Bible. If it doesn't line up there, that's how, it's, a, it's another secure card you can pull out. If it doesn't line up there, God's telling me I'm supposed to move to... Uh, Truro. That's a little private thing. Was that in the Word of God? No. Well, you better talk to a whole lot of other people before you give up your American birthright and go to... You know, it's got to line up. When things line up in God, in His Word, in the Holy Spirit, when He starts revealing, then you can see and handle the unpredictability of God the surprise of God there should be a name of God that says this the Lord my surprise we now look at the heart if this now go with me here if I was God <laughs> you know I would love it when people would be so surprised over what I did. Nothing would make me happier. Nothing delights my heart more than when I bless one of my children and they come back and they're filled with joy over it. 
And it's so surprising that it's, just, it's stunning. It does something in your heart to receive a, a note from a granddaughter telling you how wonderful a grandmother you are. You know, and the kid's like nine or ten, and you get a little note that says, Grandma, and says all this stuff. Who would not take that kid to the ends of the earth and do anything for them? Now, I don't want to anthropomorphize God. He's different than that. But you got to know, the Father loves it when you decide, I'm going to pursue I'm going to know the Spirit and I'm going to know truth. And I'm going to do this. Do you have to? No. You don't have to. But wouldn't you like to see a yellow-winged blackbird? Anybody else ever seen one? Here we go. Three of us? Probably for a little further north, Jim. This is really special. So I wanted to see one my whole life, and uh, it was really interesting. This happened probably 15 years ago or so. And uh, the same year that I saw one, my oldest brother saw one, and he hadn't seen one his whole life. And that's just, it just surprised me so much that God would do that. What did you learn out of it? That God loves to bless everybody. And that he had the same heart for my brother that he did for me. Isn't that stunning? My brother was a stinker. Ah, say it again, Esther. God loved him. God loved him. Whoever the stinker is that's affecting you, guess what? God loves them and wants to reveal himself to them and they're such an irritant to you right now and they're such a delight to his heart and he wants to pursue them more than you want them pursued come on start thinking God stuff when we look at this think God perspective not human perspective it's a little bit hard to do but you got to think big picture. Why it's really important you understand the new covenant. Because we operate in a different system. We operate on better promises that are in the word that always harmonize with the Holy Spirit. Always. So I want to pray for us. And then next week I want to look at a couple of things. One, how God invites us to grow in the knowledge of him. You can actually grow. Do you know that you can grow spiritually? Most of us want to, once again, it becomes aspirational. We say we want to grow spiritually, but a lot of times they're hard lessons. And when we start down the path, we don't really like it and go, no. Because to grow spiritually means to come to a greater knowledge of how God views things differently than you. And so there's usually a little clash in there. But we can grow and develop in the knowledge of God. Used to be, we used to say this, I want to be more Christ-like. You are Christ-like if Christ dwells in you. 
What it is, is you want to grow in the knowledge of Christ to help you understand how He deals with things so that you can deal with them better. I'd like to be a kinder person than study the kindness of God. Because when you understand His kindness, His goodness, oh, I want to know the goodness of God. Well, that leads people to repentance. Stunning thing. Changes my get them prayers a lot. So we'll look at it. Explore it. Come back and look at a couple forms of it. I want to look in a couple weeks at the economy of God. I don't understand economy very well. They tell me I'm in a recession and all it means is like I lost a lot of money and groceries cost a whole lot more and so does gas. But God's economy is not very hard to understand but it has to be pursued. And it works way different than how we think things should work. We'll look at it, okay? Pray with me. God, our Father, bless us. Let our hearts hear something in the song of the bird this morning. It causes us to want to go for a long walk with you. Lord, open our ears to hear the Holy Spirit sing a song to us. It says in Zephaniah that you sing and dance and celebrate over us. God, open the ears of our understanding that we would hear the song that you would sing over each one of us. A song of love and care. A song of watch care and protection. A song of encouragement. A song of courage. A song of seeing something new. A song of doing something that we never thought we would. A song of living with you. that our hearts might become secure in who we are and not lose track of time. Let your patience rule large over our hearts, God. Lord, we are weak, but we know you are patient. Lord, we, we know it's just, it's easy to slip and stray and then we're mad at ourselves. You're never mad at us. You just reach down and in kindness hold our hand again. Lord, we really like that about you. You change not. And Lord, with that, your word says your mercies are new every morning. Every morning new mercies and we receive that as people right now as your children new mercies God for our lives in Jesus name and may the Lord bless you and keep you Lord make his face to shine upon you be gracious unto you Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit Amen. Do you love each other as you go? Thank you.